millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi guys, welcome. I am Tana, and we know what time it is. We know what time it is. It is that time of the week, that time of the day, that time of the year. Basically, the time of our existence where Tana analyzes Champions League clashes. This week we had Real Madrid welcome Chelsea and we had Paris entertain Manchester City. Two massive clashes, I must say. Two games of, I won't say conflicting nature. But, of course, that's why I'm here and I'm here to get right into it, analyze all the details, just give you basically my thoughts about the game and explain it down to bits. So if you really want to know my opinion, if you want to know what happened in these games, actually, just wait a bit. Thank you. Welcome to your favorite podcast. Yes, I'm back. Of course, it wasn't going anywhere. So, of course, I'll start with the first match, which is Real Madrid versus Chelsea. Uh, first of all, I must say, fair play Chelsea, well played Chelsea. I was very impressed with the performance. It wasn't a perfect performance, of course, but to be honest, it was more than good enough. Like they, they played, they played like the team I expected them. They played like the team they are, basically. You understand, like. They didn't go to Real Madrid and then all of a sudden lose their identity in terms of what they've been doing uh, since the Mustaco came in. They didn't do that. Like the, the identity remained the same, and that's something I always love to see from teams playing like who they are. I find it very stupid when I see a team just playing like I don't like I don't recognize who you are. You're just playing football in a totally different way. So basically, big up to Chelsea for maintaining the identity for playing the way they played. Now, let's talk about the game and how it went. Of course, Chelsea started on the stronger foot. Uh, Timo Werner, he, he had his customary chance and his customary miss. I have to say, at this point, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like uh, Tim, Timo Werner's finishing is absolutely ridiculous this season. And like the irony is, when I saw Werner with that chance, like you know how your brain thinks in like split seconds? Like, the first thing that came to my mind was like, he'll miss it, right? Then I'm like, no, 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 this has to be a goal. And no, oh, wow, he missed it. Just like that. That's how it just went to my brain. Pa, pa, pa. Like, it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing that you expect a, tri- a striker 
to miss that chance and he actually does go ahead to miss it kind of like as a Liverpool fan of course this is just like Firmino vibes like no matter the chance I see or opportunity I see with Firmino like I just I just never feel like he's gonna score and as I said that's very bad but like back to Chelsea now in this game of course Werner's miss was very very bad of course you have to credit Thibaut Courtois for making himself big but like but that was point blank rage though point blank rage and Timo Werner had to find the back of the net now moving on after this uh Anton Rüdiger played a fantastic ball over the top Christian Pulisic aimed behind Courtois committed Christian Pulisic took him out of the game and finished well although like I don't know I, I don't know what to say like if you watch the goal he kind of played it on Varane's body I feel like Varane just didn't react fast enough so I wouldn't call it a brilliant finish though because like he played it on Varane's body but I'm not here to analyze that like he did the job he got the ball into the back of the net come on we shouldn't be analyzing our goals but basically he did well getting away from Kotoa, who like I think rushed out quite rashly there was no communication between him and the defenders no defender was going to close down Christian Pulisic so I think Kotoa felt like of course we have to put pressure on him like we can't just leave him we can't just back him up so Kotoa committed and Christian Pulisic took him off of the game just dribbled him and put it into the back of the net Real Madrid equalized fast which is always very positive in football not to let that uh, not to let this advantage last for long you know like once you go down you have to look to get back on level terms as soon as possible and once you do that then it can be possible to go ahead and win the game but Real Madrid did that they equalized Karim Benzema with an astonishing effort like this is what we know from Benzema he's a kind of player who can always bring the ball under his control and basically find a way to finish it you know if it's the acrobatic or like whatever and he went for the acrobatic this time something we've seen time and time again from this great legendary French striker uh, I won't say ironically but I don't know but you have to be aware of something about it now this was actually Real Madrid's only shot on target in the whole game actually after Real Madrid equalized like I won't say immediately but almost immediately like really soon after Chelsea scored you might have really expected uh, Chelsea in trouble here not trouble in terms of the context of the tie as a whole but in the context of losing this particular match or Real Madrid going ahead but sadly like they didn't have enough bite at all they didn't have enough bite at all and if Chelsea were a bit more clinical not in terms of chances per se because it wasn't like it was a chance galore but in terms of how they really utilized the space left in behind from the flanks especially the right flank which was Marcelo's like Chelsea's right but Real Madrid's left which was Marcelo's flank it was like a very wide open express road down there uh, like Chelsea really had a lot of openings they had like just needed to make the touches better, the weight of pass better, the, the, the decision making sometimes better to actually convert these half spaces and chances into actual goal scoring chances. What do I think will happen in the second leg between these two? I really don't know to be honest. But if you ask me, I expect Chelsea to win this game. I, I, I really do expect Chelsea to win. Like I'll be surprised if Real Madrid win this, to be honest. Yeah, because like Real Madrid concede chances you know they concede chances but as we know we don't know what will happen on any given day maybe Chelsea won't finish them off maybe Real Madrid will finish them off properly like they did against Liverpool you know Vinicius <laughs> Vinicius turning into a clinical beast and just finishing everything that came his way wow I still can't believe that happened I really can't believe that actually happened but okay let's move on yeah and basically that's it but I expect Chelsea to win now down to um, Paris Saint-Germain versus Manchester City I have to say, in the first half, PSG had Manchester City exactly where they wanted them. 
to, to summarize this game was a game of two halves basically the first half for Paris, the second half for Manchester City but I'm going to go a bit deeper and actually explain like how things went and stuff the first half PSG had Manchester City exactly where they wanted them as I said earlier but if you check my Twitter I was talking about how PSG had to score another goal you know to make their pressure count like they created all sorts of openings they caused Manchester City all sorts of problems Manchester City could not play from the back they dispossessed Manchester City easily in very delicate areas Basically, like the position PSG were in, where it was a position where like every coach in world football would be very, very glad to be in. with in any with any against any team rather. You know, any any coach in world football would be very, very glad to be in such a position in terms of the way they were dispossessing Manchester City. The counter pressing was fantastic. Oh my goodness, Manchester City couldn't breathe. Even players as technical as Kevin De Bruyne, El Kaigunde, one they couldn't find their men in these spaces, and they kept on giving PSG back the ball. That's how good PSG were in that first half, and they just needed better touches in the box. Like, like you understand that first touch, the first touch matters, the weight of the pass, like these little things. As I as I talked about with Chelsea yesterday, you know what I'm saying? Like these little things, you know, and they just didn't make it count. And of course, like going the other way i knew they were going to concede this is not this is not this is this is this wasn't up for discussion you know they were going to concede and again you also have to look at their home form it's not pretty it's far from pretty you know it's far from pity like even the champions league they've come through barcelona they've come through Bayern munich but they've not been able to get the wins there so i don't know maybe the away 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 ground is like some some sort of magic for Paris. but like as i said psg were meant to do more with the base they had in that first half, you know, you you had Paredes and you have you had Ganagi. Really, they set such a base, really, and everything was really, really ticking. You know, Manchester City couldn't play, and on a better day, really, Manchester City would have had to pay more for this uh, poor start, or should I say, PSG would have been rewarded more for this brilliant start. But as I said, like at the end of the day in football, you have to get the weight of passes right, you have to get your touches right in the box, and you have to finish right. If not, you're not going to win football games. I must mention Manchester City though created a very good chance. Bernardo Silva slid in field forward, who just played in the ball straight to that um, Keloy Navas was a pretty disappointing finish because I feel like as a left footer in that position, all you have to do is to open your body up and play to the left side of the, of the post. That's like Navas is right for your left. Like it's a it's a basic finish for all left footers. Like. And the position where Navas was, he wasn't getting to that. So just wrap your foot around it and just open your body, wrap your foot around it, put it to the left side, finish 1-1. One, one. But then luckily for PSG, he just uh, he, he, he put his laces through it basically and played it directly at Navas. And also played at a very, very favorable height, to be honest. So it was it was light work for Navas basically. It wasn't a problem. He came down the middle. And the second half, oh my goodness, was a totally different story. Now Manchester City were able to accept themselves more because let's not make let's make no mistakes, absolutely no mistakes at all. What we saw in the first half was far from anything we've seen from Manchester City. I don't even care about the results, you know. Like it's not about the results, it's not about the this just reminded me of Manchester City versus Liverpool 2017-18 season Champions League quarterfinal, the first leg. When like it looked like Manchester City couldn't get the sniff. James Mueller and all those guys counter pressing fantastically, dispossessing them and stuff like that. Like Manchester City basically couldn't play. Just like that. Like it seemed like everything was so much. They seemed like they were suffocating, like they were choking. But like in the second half, it was like you could see that okay, much this is Manchester City and we can actually play. We can actually do things, we can actually put you guys under pressure and uh, <laughs> like if you want to know why I'm laughing, just head on to YouTube. 
be the official Champions League page or like whatever page shows the highlights of this Champions League games and check that goal if you didn't see it. It was such a poor goal to concede. Like a lot of people are going to be questioning Pochettino for losing this game or whatever, but I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying he's faultless here. I don't know a lot of the things that happen to this PSG side are more mental than tactical, in my opinion. Over the years, like a lot of things that happen to them, like the way they react in like in second half of games, in second legs of ties. It really seems like it's a mentality thing for me. But I have to say that first goal from Manchester City, which was the first goal PSG considered, it was such a poor giveaway. Such a poor giveaway. Cross from De Bruyne just sneaked into the post. Now, from Navas' perspective, now this is my job here to analyze things. And I'm going to look at it from Navas' perspective in case anybody thinks, is this guy running mad? Is he stupid? Is he drunk? What happened there? To be honest, it was a pretty ugly sight. Like it's, I can't excuse it. It's, it's such a poor goal to give away. Like as a team, let's not even talk about Navas. But as a team, I'm not saying it's the team's fault that this goal was considered. But I'm saying as a team, like when you look at this goal, PSG considered this goal. Nah, it's too weak. It's too weak. Like you don't, you don't let it. Like even if the team is playing so well, okay. Like let's say you're playing rubbish or your team is playing so well. Like if this team is to score, this can't be the way they score. No, like. Let them work for their goal. Like let them, let them do, let them do more. Like you can't just let a cross. Well, he, it wasn't even a feasting cross. It was a cross that was kind of like chipped into the box, and you know it was a poor goal, such a poor goal to concede. But from Kaylor Navas's perspective, I just have to tell you what happens. Now, as a goalkeeper in these situations, you stay centralized a bit, although you may favor one side a little bit more. But you basically try to stay like basically middle range of the goalpost. Now, when the ball comes in, of course, it's a cross. The brain is not shooting, so you're expecting a touch. Of course, if it, if a defensive header comes in, uh, maybe if the player clears it out, then okay, the situation is diffused. If he doesn't even get a good header on it, but like, he clears it up into the air, you can come now, you can give your shots, then come, claim the ball. You jump, you claim the ball as the goalkeeper. Now, if you your defenders are not able to get the header on it, and then a Manchester City player heads the ball. Then this is what you have to be ready for. You have to be ready to make a save from the header. This is the position. So like, if Kaloy actually anticipated that cross. Okay, the cross came now. He went to grab the cross. Now, let me just break it down to you. If he did that and the Manchester City head touched it, he would have looked like a complete idiot. Yeah, he would have. Like, like I, I've watched this thing over again. I've looked at the still images and like it's such a poor goal to concede, okay? But I understand his thought process 100 percent It's just a shame, like he never reacted because like the ball wasn't fast, okay? So like if maybe if he reacted, he would have been able to get like a reflex save or something. He just never got to react. Like he never got to react. And that's what makes the goal look so so terrible to concede, you know. Like PSG is gonna be watching this gonna they're just gonna be kicking themselves in the foot like my goodness, what is this? My goodness, what is this? Let's understand what happened here. The ball went into the back post. In the back post, there were four matches to the players, or three there. And it, like the situation, actually, PSG defender does this set piece poorly. It was like a three to one, in my opinion. Like from what I saw, I doubt I'm wrong because I watched it a couple of times. It was a three to one. So if Kelo attacked, what are the odds that it's not going to hit a match that's head? So, like, actually, 
I think Kelo's decision to not move, like to stay in goal and just anticipate a header, is the wisest thing to do. The shot ended up being on target and he was rooted. It's such an ugly goal, as I said before, but I might sound crazy, you guys might not agree with me, but I really understand what happened there with him and I feel bad for him. I feel bad for Kayla, I feel bad for Pochettino, who is the manager and like had to watch his this thing happen to his team because let's let's face fire, a player is crossing into the is crossing into the box now. He's not trying to get the ball on target, but he ends up getting the ball on target. Like so it's unfortunate, just an unfortunate situation. Although like the team has to be successful considering this goal, but it's unfortunate. I feel for them, but like this kind of goal shouldn't be considered that or but I understand what happened there. Now the second goal, oh my goodness, this was a bit worse in my opinion. Because what is a wall for? Like <sighs> Riyad Mahrez played the ball like like on the player's waist area. Highest belly area. Like what is the point of the <laughs> what is the point of the wall if a ball which is at your belly area is going to go into the back of the net? Just walk out man. Don't no, no, don't don't build a wall. What is the point of the wall? What? How? Mahrez played this free kick. And he went through the wall. Oh my goodness. And once again, like it wasn't bang in the corner. Keller could have saved it. But he couldn't see it. Like it passed through the wall. And you really have to know when keepers see the ball. Like when a keeper sees the ball, a lot of the times it's too late to react. And that is the problem. So so first of all, the fact that it passed through the wall. So he couldn't even see it before then. So he only saw it after he passed the wall. And then it's too late for him basically. So he has no fault in this. I have to say. How did he pass the wall? How? Like, these players were looking at themselves like this. So, like, at the end of the day, like, Manchester City controlled the second half. Oh, I have to remind, I have to remind you, Kanagin got a red card. But, like, to be honest, like, Manchester City dominated the second half. Scored two goals. This is very commendable. This is what you have to do in the Champions League. This, this shows that you mean business. Like, at the end of the day, we're not really going to talk about, oh, you played well, the talent, the this, like... You have to want to win. You have to make your, your moment of, of pressure count. You have to be very, very clinical. It's hard to remember any iconic Champions League performance, at least since I've been watching Champions League, from players and from teams, where it has not involved being very, very business-minded and actually just scoring goals. Like, you don't even have to be like on top of the situation every time. Counter-attacking goals, like, just score goals. That is actually the Champions League. Just score goals. PSG, like, were, oh my goodness. They had Manchester City where they wanted them. And they scored just a goal. Manchester City had PSG in a very good position in the second half. And they scored two goals. For PSG, like, to be honest, they would, I feel like they will feel that they could have played better. And 100% they could have. But the main issue that will be eating them away has to be the type of goals they consider. It certainly has to be. Like, I don't care what you play. Like, like as a coach, as a coach, there's a lot I'm going to say to my boys after this kind of game, okay? But what's going to be in my head? Like, come on, we shouldn't be have been beaten with these goals. Okay, yes, we played rubbish in the second half. We did play rubbish in the second half. They were better than us in the second half. And based on this, they will feel like, okay, we deserve this. And the general public will feel like they deserve this. Okay, this is not the point. The point is, okay, they played well. So, like, let them score a better goal for this. Let, like, this shouldn't be how they are beating us. Okay, like, it shouldn't be this way. So, I have to say, very disappointing. Like, I, I really have nothing much to say about Pochettino, to be honest. 
I'll, I'll really give my thoughts and the details on this whole tie extensively after the second leg, of course. But for now, in a nutshell, PSG should have done more with their, with their period of dominance in the first 45. And the goals they ended up conceding in the second 45 were extremely poor goals. They were so poor. Goodness me. But I also have to give credit to Manchester City. Fantastic. They came out with intent. They came out with hunger, that drive, that spirit, you know. They were playing like a, a team full of tanners. Okay, I, need, I think I need to call it a day. Yeah. Sorry about that one. <laughs> have a lovely day. Thank you for listening. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.